To keep the body in good health is a duty. Otherwise, we shall not be able to keep our mind strong and clear. That is a quote by Buddha. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 21. This week's topic is natural living. My guest this week is Joyce Holden Wheeler. Joyce has a passion to reach as many people as possible and inform them about having a better quality of life by living naturally. Joyce goes in and tells us how the things that we eat and the things that we put on our body can have an adverse effect on our health. And she in turn tells us some natural things we do we can do to keep ourselves healthy. Sit back and enjoy the interview with Joyce. Just one note, I would like to apologize for the feedback coming from Joyce's speaker when I joined the conversation. Hello, Joyce. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hi, Trina. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, it is my pleasure. So, Joyce, I have been researching, reading about you, and I know you told me a little bit about yourself and how you like to do things naturally as far as living your life. But give me a little synopsis about yourself, and then we'll move into that. Well, I'm originally from Chicago. And I met my husband back in 2005, and he lives in Tennessee, and we married. And in 2008, he became sick and was told by the doctor he had recurring mono and chronic fatigue syndrome. And he was, he was a truck driver. He's still a truck driver. He was told he could not work, that he needed to come off the road for a month until the mono went away. So he did that, and then... It wasn't getting better. It was getting worse. And he was looking at some of the symptoms he had. And he told the doctor, he said, my symptoms don't match the diagnosis. And the doctor said, oh, well, when the mana goes away, the, those other symptoms will go away too. Well, still, it's like four months later, he's still not better. His job, they were holding his job for him. And they called and they said, you know, we can't hold your job any longer. And one night during like that same time period, he was, well, I'm going to backtrack for a second. At some point when he went to the doctor, again, the doctor said, you know, you might as well go home and file for disability because you're never going to get any better. So about a month maybe went by and he was sitting watching TV and the news was on. And then after that talk show came on, which he normally didn't watch, but for whatever reason started watching it. And there was a comedian on there who had suffered from mercury poisoning from eating sushi as his main source of protein for 20 years. <clears throat> Excuse me. When he started describing his symptoms, my husband was like, that's me. So then he started looking into where he was getting mercury. Well, a lot of fish have mercury in them, and tuna is very high in mercury, and he was eating 
you know, tuna like on a weekly basis out on, out on the road. But he wasn't satisfied like that. He felt there was something else. So that led to his amalgam fillings, which are the silver fillings. They contain mercury. And he had 10 of them. So he started looking into that and he was like going, it's, it's my feelings. It's my feelings are making me sick. So he contacted a friend of his who had a health store and was told to come down to the store. She had a footbath ionizer, which removes heavy metals from the body. So he started detoxing like that. And she gave him a protocol of broken saccharella, vitamin D and vitamin C, which he alternated week from week. Well, he started getting better and gradually was able to go and get a desk job. So during that time, he was saving money to get the fillings removed. She had told him about a dentist who would be able to remove the fillings safely because it's not if it's not done the right way, then you're ingesting more of the amount of fillings again with the mercury and the toxins. So he went and he had half of them done. And was feeling even better. He continued with the protocol she gave him. And then finally, he just went, you know what? I'm going to put it on the credit card. I want these things out of, my, out of my mouth. So he did that, continued with the protocol, and slowly started getting better and regaining his health back. So during his research, we found out that the American Dental Association had a gag order on the dentists that said they could not tell us that the mercury fillings were toxic or they could lose their license. So when we found that out, we were just like, well, what else do we know? And that's when we found, started finding out about the genetically modified organisms in the food, the toxic chemicals in the food, the chemtrails in the sky, the fluoride in the water, I mean, just on and on. And we decided that we had to change the way we were living because it's like at, at one point he went back to the doctor, told the doctor, I think I have mercury poisoning and was literally laughed at. So we just went, you know, we obviously have to do for ourselves. So a lot of what we do is just learning how to continue to have a better quality of life without doing doing this naturally, without having worrying about having to deal with other health issues. So that's how we got started on this path. And we've been living this lifestyle since 2012. My husband will be 60 this year. He says he feels better than he did when he was 40. He's, he's back at work. He, he just came back from the gym and, you know, yeah, our life is pretty good. Okay. Wow. So you guys went from doctors telling your husband that he wasn't going to work anymore. He was going to be ill for the rest of his life to now you guys are healthy all because you changed your lifestyle and started really watching what you put into your body. Is that correct? Not only what we put into our body, but what we put onto our body. I had found out that the beauty care industry is really loosely regulated. And I started, and a lot of the beauty care products that are out there are carcinogens, which are cancer causing. They're almost also hormone disruptors, which are is contributing to a lot of the, uh, health issues that our society is dealing with. I also learned during, because we, we do a lot of research since, you know, this all had happened. We continued research and listen to uh, holistic health talks. And during my research, I found out that anything you put onto your skin goes into your bloodstream within 26 seconds. 
Mm-hmm. Looking at the cleaning products, there are some ingredients in cleaning products, and I can't tell you which ones. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but there are a couple of ingredients in cleaning products that are so toxic and hazardous that if you try to go onto some facilities, like gate facilities, with those products, they would not let you in. Hmm. But it's okay for us to use them in our house. You know, you make a very valid point because as I've gotten older, I've kind of started paying attention to what I'm putting in my body. And like you said, on your body, because nowadays it just, we don't know, and I don't know what's going on, but it seems like a lot of people are coming down with different cancers and things like that. Um, but tell tell me more about some of the things that you have found as far as putting on your body that may be harmful to us, and or tell us some of the things that um, maybe are better alternatives. Like if instead of using, let's say, a lotion, is there like a natural oil or something like that that we should use instead? Oh, there's so many stuff with it that's out there that we can use. Shea butter is wonderful, which is from a nut. Tamu oil is another nut product that comes from Polynesia, and that's really good for scars and stress marks and stuff. Of course, aloe vera is wonderful. The, the, the only oils you don't want to use, I mean, we want to avoid like canola oil, vegetable oil. Those oils are genetically modified, very much so. And even like uh, now olive oil, olive oil and coconut oil are good choices. But if you're prone to breakouts, they could clog the pores. Mm. So you want to know your skin. Jojoba oil is a really great oil for all skin types. Also hemp oil is, is excellent for, for all skin types and very closely resembles our natural, the natural oils in our skin. So it absorbs very closely quickly without having an oily, greasy feeling. And I actually, the, the, I started making my own skincare products and I actually sell those now. So, um, you know, and it, again, the Tamanu oil, hemp oil, I'm trying to think, I'm looking, going through my head, but there's a lot of different oils that are on the market that you can use. You just have to make sure that your, your skin type and tone is 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 good for that oil that you you know it's a good match and butters you know butters are excellent you just want to stay natural make make sure they're organic too okay you want them to be or or even wild crafted because wild crafted is is not a bad thing that just means that they went out into the the forest or whatnot and they forged them that they picked them themselves hmm so I as of probably two or three years ago, I started using coconut oil as a moisturizer for my body. Uh-huh. And I love it. And sometimes I put it on my hair. Now, I know a lot of um, manufacturers of hair care products are starting to say like no parabens, no sulfates, no things like that. Is there anything out there on the market that is halfway decent, safe, or should we just stay clear of it all? Because I know these organic things that you're speaking of a lot of times they're you know could be double the price of a regular shampoo so how do you for a woman who's let's just say trying she wants to be natural and healthy and take care of herself but maybe she can't quite afford to spend that extra money on the organic 
things? What do you suggest? I would suggest, um, you know, that's really, it. Well, the first thing is what we do is you have to know your prices. You know, that's the important thing. We don't shop at just one store. And though we do have a Whole Foods here, Whole Foods is expensive. So we, you know, we go to various stores. And again, know your prices. That's the most important thing. You know, yes, you're paying a little bit more. But, I mean, that's just like with organic food. I hear that from people, it costs more. Well, what's your health for it? Mm-hmm. You know, if we, if we tend to our bodies and we take care of what we have, we're going to have, you know, maybe land up being even with the amount of money we're spending versus the money that we're going to spend going to the doctor's office, not to mention the two hours you got to sit there before you even get seen. You're losing money from work. It's causing stress. You know, and you were talking about all the health issues we're dealing with. And stress is a big, a big part of it. Stress is very harmful for the body, you know. And I was talking with a single mom yesterday who has a little boy. And, you know, she was going, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm like, you have to find ways of dealing with your, with your stress naturally. Taking a bath with some Epsom salt, mixed in with some lavender. Uh, drink, drink a cup of chamomile tea. You know, sit down with a child and and watch a funny movie. Laughter is so good for us. It creates so many neurotransmitters and hormones that are not just important to our body, but important to our brains, too. You know, going back to the question about, you know, finding products, you know, number one, educate yourself. There are, there's, I, I wish I would have wrote it down. There's a website that you can go to that, um, it, it tells you basically what to look for because, you know, and speaking of, you know, to, with organic too, there are times that you might, there might be stuff that's in there that really isn't organic or natural. You know, I, I think it's like, there's a line, like, I think it's either 85 or 90, 90% of the ingredients have to be organic. Mm. So it doesn't always mean, you know, it's just, it, it's real important to educate ourselves and to, to know what we're buying. Mm-hmm. I mean, the word fragrance, the word fragrance is so broad. It can mean anything. Hmm. Well, you mentioned Whole Foods and um, we have Whole Foods here. Can we get some good products, let's just say at a regular grocery store, but maybe go to their natural organic aisle and find those things there oh yeah definitely um i know i I don't know if it's all over one thing i have found is like our town we live in a small town so it's hard for us to get a lot of organic organic here there's other towns where the people are more health conscious and if we find that we go to those towns we can we can get more organic things so, um, like right now, Target here has uh, I, uh, an aisle just for beauty care products. I don't know what's all down there. I haven't been down that aisle. I, I did a little bit. I was looking for uh, Dr. Bonner's soap, which they happen to have at a good price. So that's, you know, something I do know that they have. I don't, again, I don't know what else they have, but they have one aisle here anyway. That's all natural. And even Target here, even with the foods, they're starting to carry a lot more organic. But now I'm in Louisiana 
I'm an hour, I'm in Pan, a town called Panchatula. I'm an hour, an hour, uh, let's see, directions, east of Baton Rouge and an hour north of New Orleans. Now we have to go to Baton Rouge to go to Costco. We'll go to the Whole Foods there or the Target there because they have a lot more organic because it's a bigger town and more people there are more conscious to their health. We have a, a branch of stores here called Albertsons and then they're just in Louisiana. And the same thing there, we have one in a nearby town here that's pretty close, like 15, 20 minutes away. And they keep a great amount of organic products, but food, cleaning products, uh, beauty, beauty products. But now if we go to Baton Rouge, the one there is bigger. And again, it's, you know, learning your prices, you know, so we know how much we can get our, I'm going to use our laundry soap as an example. We know how much we can get it for at Target. So if we're at Albertsons, you know, we're looking at the price and it's a little bit higher at Albertsons. But at the same time, we're going to say, okay, well, if we go over to Target, we got to spend, you know, we're going to spend that extra dollar just in gas to go to Target. So when I just get it here, you know, it's, it's a matter of, like I said, knowing your prices, looking for sales, um, you find, go shop the discount aisles too. You know, they have got those aisles where things are discounted. We find stuff 50% off. We just found grass-fed bison for 50% off. It was it was originally like eight something for the package, and then it went it went down to I think like like five something, and then we ended up paying like three fifty for it. And there it was formed into patties, and there were four hamburger bison patties in there. So you know you, you got to keep an eye out, and that's another thing that we do. Like if we see something on sale, like a lot of times Whole Foods will have our deodorant on sale. So when they do, we'll take advantage of that. We'll buy two of them instead of just buying one. But again, it depends upon how much, how discounted, discounted it is. So there's a lot of, you know, doing, you know, eating organic, using organic cleaning products. You just have to kind of, you know, be a little strategic as far as what you're doing. We have uh, salvage stores down here where they take like products that are outdated or that are dented and or that are being discontinued and they sell them at really good prices. So we'll go over there sometimes and we'll like, we'll walk out with like 10 bags of groceries and whatnot for not even a hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy and it's organic. So there's, you know, yeah, there's ways just be smart. So I'm curious. Are there, as far as the cleaning products, are there any certain name brands that you suggest, or is it just going in reading labels? We use a lot of seventh generation for our 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 cleaning products. That's like the biggest one that we use. But another thing too, like um, instead of using Clorox when I'm cleaning the bath the bathtub or the sinks, I just get baking soda. Hmm. just sprinkle some baking soda on it. You know, that I have an all-purpose cleaner so that I clean my floors with, I clean my counters with, I clean my bathroom with it. But yeah, most of the, most of our cleaning products are seventh generation. Okay. I've, I've seen that in stores before. So 
go ahead and let's dive a little bit deeper. Now, I know you were saying that um, you have some, you know, some meditation aids to relieve stress and some things as far as helping with menopause. Let's go into that because I'm I'm big on self-care with being a woman who's busy working and all that. And I know there's our listeners are too. So I'm always trying to bring that kind of value. So what other things can you tell us that will um, help us in our daily life? Well, let's start with stress because our society is very stressed. You know, uh, a lot of women are single. They're raising their kids by themselves. They're having to work a job, come home, cook, cook meals, make sure the kids' homeworks are done, you know, on and on and on. And I applaud them. I, I think that they're very strong women, and I love the fact that they're doing this, but I know that they're stressed. So and I know it's hard, too, for them to take time for themselves because they're tired. You know, it's, it, it's, it's that easy. When it comes to stress, one thing we have to realize is that our bodies work a certain way. So if we are being chased by a bear, our bodies, the cortisol releases from the adrenal gland. The cortisol then causes the immune system to shut down, the digestive system to shut down, blood pressure is raised, the heart's raised, and we have a, a decrease in pain for that point in time. Well, once that bear, you know, we're away from that ear, you know, you think about it. When you're in a situation like that and your adrenaline is going and you finally feel safe, what do we do? We breathe. We, we sit down or we whatever and we, we breathe. And that helps bring our body back to normal. We also have a part of our brain called the hippocampus. The hippocampus is designed to shut the cortisol off. But now... And that's called the fight, fight and flight response. But see, our body doesn't know the difference between ch being chased by a bear or I'm stressed because my, my finances are messed up or, you know, I, I, whatever, whatever the situation is, our body still reacts the same. So the majority of the time we are in that fight or flight mode, which is unhealthy. It causes weight gain, it causes hair loss. It causes tooth decay, um, you know, and just on and on and on. So many health issues, high blood pressure, you're more likely to have a heart attack. Women are, pregnant women are more likely to have a miscarriage if they are stressed. It causes inflammation. And, you know, that's another thing our society is dealing with is chronic inflammation because we want to have inflammation. Inflammation is normal to regenerate the, the cells and trying to think what else the cells and I want to say blood vessels, but I know that's not right, but it has a purpose. It regenerates things in, in our body so that our body can be healthy. But again, because our society is constantly in that fight or flight mode and we're so stressed, we have abnormal inflammation, you know, and I don't know, I hope I mentioned weight gain because weight gain is thing, bloating um, and just stuff like, you know, stuff like that. Just, you know, the things that make us feel really yuck. So we need to find a way of dealing with stress. It's not easy for everybody, but we have to. If we want to have a better quality of life, we have to deal with this. So first, let's talk about maybe single moms and how they can. You know, and that's the thing, too. When mom's stressed, the kids are stressed. The kids know when mom's stressed. 
And the way mom deals with it is going to be the way that our children are going to deal with it. So let's help some single moms deal with their stress. But in the meantime, help, you know, relieve the kid's stress. So some fun things you could do, and I know this might be hard, especially for like working moms, but you might find it really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fun and enlightening, not enlightening, and just something like to do. Dance. Put on some music and just dance, you know, and just loosen up. Be, be kind of crazy. Sing at the top of your lungs. You know, singing is another thing that, that is so good for us. Watch a funny movie. Laughter creates so many neurotransmitters and hormones that are, our bodies need and that our brain needs for good health. That it's just, it really, laughter really is good medicine. And with the kids, another thing, you know, bring them in and on a meditation. Put on some calm, especially if it's before bedtime. I mean, it's before bedtime. You might not want to be dancing around. You might get them wired. On the other hand, it could help to get some of that energy out, especially if they're in school sitting for eight hours. It might help to release some of that energy they're experiencing. Then what we could do is we could get that child a nice bath with some lavender. You want to mix it with Epsom salts. Because we all know oil and water don't mix. Mix them with the lavender and let them go in the bath. Prepare While they're in the bath, go ahead and prepare them a cup of chamomile tea. Chamomile tea, is, chamomile is the best herb for kids. They, they, it's called the children's herb. And it's very relaxing, very calming, and great if they have an upset stomach. So that's something that you can do. And, and then even maybe put on some meditate, meditative music in their room. But another thing you want to be aware of, too, is we're being bombarded by the electromagnetic field, which is disrupting our natural magnetic field. And if they have electronics in their room that's within 10 feet of their bed, that could be disturbing their sleep and causing, you know, issues that they might be having. So if you're going to, you know, maybe put on some meditative music or something, make sure that that's 10 feet from their bed um, and, you know, let them have that meditative music and and it's good because they'll learn how to calm themselves. And then once that's taken care of, then mom can go ahead and she could have herself in a nice bath with some lavender. You know, maybe after that, maybe she, she wants to read a book for a little bit. Maybe she wants to meditate on her own a little bit. One thing that we could do no matter where we are is breathe. We are not breathing properly. All of us have 20% of stale air in our lungs because we don't breathe. We should be doing deep breathing, breathing deeply and through the nose, holding it, and then blowing out slowly through the mouth, making sure that we get all that air, and not just the chest, but also in the belly, so that we're expanding it. So it's hold, and then... And just doing that maybe six times, this is also known to lower your blood pressure. My husband was dealing with high blood pressure. He went to a holistic doctor and that just, she told him, she said, you know, this is the way, what you need to do is breathe like this. And that's another thing too, is that he was on seven blood pressure medications. And now he takes one once in a while. He watches his blood pressure. So he was able to get off of all that and did that naturally too. So, you you know, try just breathing, you know, and again, listening to uh, affirmations are a really good thing. That's something I listen to. Mantras are another good thing to listen to, you know, especially if you're feeling 
you know, bad about yourself, you're feeling dumped on and whatnot. You want it to hear affirmations that are confirming that you are worthy, that you are awesome, that you are deserving. You know, so those, those, I'm trying, oh, 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 oh. Um, if you're, if you're really in that fight or flight mode a lot, you might have access cortisol to help bring down that cortisol. Uh, ashwagandha is really good. I would not drink it as a tea, but capsules. Now, one thing that we've done because we do a lot of supplements, you could buy a capsule maker uh, for under $20 and you can get a bag a decent sized bag of capsule gel, gel caps for a decent amount of money and then go ahead and buy the organic uh, powder and just make your own capsules. So we do that with turmeric because turmeric's great for helping to relieve inflammation. So that's something you get to. Another one, one of my favorites, crystals. I love, love crystals. They have such great energy and they're great for kids. I actually sell crystal jewelry and crystals at a farmer's market. And when I hear rose quartz and amethyst on my table, that is the first thing kids will come and grab. They're very calming, very soothing. Rose quartz is actually known as the crystal of unconditional love. Um, Amethyst is known as a sobriety stone, but it's also great if children have nightmares to put it under. The thing is, is that you have to know how to cleanse them and how to program them and energize them, which takes some time because especially in the quartz family with, of course, rose quartz and amethyst are in the quartz family. What tends to happen is that they have, they'll absorb negative energy. <clears throat> Excuse me. But crystals are a great thing. One crystal that's really wonderful that doesn't need to be cleansed at all is cellulite and they're, they're sold in worms. And I actually have one on every one of my walls in my living room. And I just feel my living room is just a very blissful, happy place to be. It's just the, the atmosphere in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. The atmosphere in my living room but is just so calming. I love to be in there at the end of the day and just kick back and relax. And just recently, because I myself have been dealing with some stress, and I noticed it because I noticed that I was inflamed. Um, that there's just, I had, I had certain signs and I had gone to a local store where I, where I buy some of my crystal jewelry making supplies. And I was actually looking for picture Jasper, which is really great for artists and creative people. And for some reason I said, ocean Jasper. So the girl starts showing me some ocean Jasper and then she had on a bracelet that had an ocean Jasper oval bead on it, which I was admiring. So I got, I bought a strand of those and I didn't know anything about the ocean jasper. But when I got home, I found out it was really good for stress and for very calming and relaxing. And it's really funny because I always say, we don't choose crystals, crystals choose us. So I don't think it was any mistake that I went into the store and we ended up with this ocean jasper. So I came home and I made myself a bracelet with uh, amethyst and clear quartz because they enhance the properties of the ocean jasper. And I put it on and I am not kidding you. And this is the first time this has happened to me. I put it on and I just felt like I was in bliss land. I was like, I was just so relaxed and so content. So, 
I'm just, I think it's, I want to make sure I didn't miss anything, but yeah, I think that's about, that's about it as far as that goes. Okay. So, um, for a woman who it's always on the go and it's hard for her to just be still, how does she get started to do these relaxing things so that it can limit her stress? It has to be mindful. You have to make the time. Um, I have, I, I do a lot because I don't just have, I, I have my own podcasts. And I also, I, I, I speak at different places. I sell at the farmer's market. I, I brew kombucha. I make crystal jewelry. I also make the skin products that I sell and I have my own website. So I'm really busy. So I've had to make myself a list every day of things that I want to get done. And I, I came to a point where I realized that, you know what, if everything doesn't get done that I want to get done, it's okay. I'm not going to freak about it. I used to. Um, I've realized that if I just d- dedicate a certain amount of time to each task, I'm be- better off to do that rather than spending like a whole day editing a podcast. Or, well, not editing. My husband does that. Putting a slideshow together for the podcast. You know, I don't have to do the whole thing. Before, it was like I would take one task and I would complete that task during the day. And I've come to the point I've got too much to do. I can't do that. So I allow myself an hour for everything that I have to do. And, and, and it's just being mindful. You just have to realize that. And again, I mean, that's with me too. You know, I've, I I told my husband the other day because I've been putting I've been putting aside my meditation, my exercising, and I told him I said I can't do this. I said I have to tend to myself. You know, I'm over here so busy trying to be successful that I'm not tending to myself. So okay, I get successful, but my health is poor. What good does that do me? Mm-hmm. So again, you have to be mindful and just be like, okay, you know what. I can't meditate for a half hour, but I can meditate for seven minutes. And actually seven minutes of meditation is all you need. And there's a, there's an app that you can get for your phone with, that has various meditations on it at different lengths. Is that calm? I, I wish I, I'm sorry. Is that the calm app? No, I don't think so. One of my other guests, uh, a guest that I had on my podcast told me about it and I wrote it down and I probably should keep it written down. And I don't like to use my phone for a lot of stuff because it's, you know, the electromagnetic field. I don't even put my phone to my head. I always speak on speakerphone. So any meditations I do, I would rather have the TV. Okay. We're doing the TV and I'm in there with the Wi-Fi box. That makes a lot of sense, right? (laughs) Yeah, we're just doing the best we can. You know, that's that, that's how we're doing. But I prefer to use TV or the computer over my phone. So, Joyce, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say. So, I really don't know a lot of a lot about the apps on the phones. Okay. Um, what I was going to say is, you sound very passionate about this. What did you do before you started doing your your getting into the natural healings and things like that? Well, my first husband had passed away back in 2004. 
my kids were five, seven, and 13, and I was homeschooling them. And um, I was able to, I, I feel blessed that I was able to stay at home and homeschool them during the time when my husband was disabled. Well, after two years, he ended up passing away from complications of type 2 diabetes. And then we were getting to death benefits. But see, we were also in the position because we lived in a basement apartment in back in Chicago, downstairs from his parents. So we didn't have to worry about a lot of the bills that most, most single moms have to worry about. I didn't have to worry about that. It was all taken care of for me, thankfully. So I was in a good spot there. But even while he was disabled, you know, and I had prayed about going back to work to, you know, I, I, I did not like being on welfare. I just really did not like it. But every time I prayed about it, I was told, no, that I was where I was, I was, I was doing what I was supposed to do. So I started taking in homeschool books on consignment, used homeschool books on consignment, and I started selling those online. And I, it didn't do a whole lot, but it did because I always say, welfare will feed you, but they won't clean you. So it, it, it did go to help buy the cleaning products and whatnot that we needed. So I was doing that. And again, homeschooling my kids. I became a rep for a company called Storytime Felts, which is an excellent company. Um, there are two moms that started it. They were homeschool moms. They were educational products. And it was nice because I can go ahead and sell. I, I was able to get some free products that my kids were able to use. So I was really passionate about that. And that went pretty good in, in Chicago. Once I married my current husband, we moved to tennis, West Tennessee in 2005. And then I wasn't doing as good with it. I just couldn't get it really couldn't get it going down there for some reason. I don't know. I thought it was an awesome product. Uh, my husband talked me into going back to school to get a night. So I did. I got my associates in business. And when we moved to Tennessee, I did put my kids in school. The school systems there were a lot different than Chicago. In Chicago, you had kindergarten through eighth grade in one building. And even like I did send my daughter to kindergarten and just – it, she changed. I landed up with another child. She she wasn't the same. But I did take her out during first grade when I found out she was developing an ulcer and at seven years old. And I won't forget this. So they all went to school. My daughter was starting high school. She went to high school. Both my boys my, were going into first and third grade and the school that they were going to covered kindergarten for th through third grade. My husband knew the principal, nice woman. I, I love the school. I if every school should be run the way she runs it. But anyway, they were, the boys were in school for two years. I went back to school. And then when we moved here to Louisiana in 2010, I became a Usborn books and more rep. Again, because we were homeschooling, they had a lot of great books for homeschoolers. So it was nice to be able to go ahead and make some sales and then be able to get some free products for my children or discounted products. And even here with that, I was trying to get into the schools because we could do book fairs like Scholastic. 
but that was the problem that everybody was doing scholastic. I, I, I really couldn't get my foot in the door. I did find one Montessori school that loved our books. And during Christmas time, every year I would go there and set up a book fair for two days. So that was really great. So that's what I was doing. Um, I did some freelance writing for a while and that was geared towards natural living. I did that back like in 2014, 2015. In 2015, I was, I had a dream coach. Her name is Krista Nelson. She was awesome. And she kind of helped me figure because at this point, my kids are growing up. You know, I, I think I, at that time, I'm trying to figure out, I think my, my middle one had already, was already done high, high school. And the youngest one was really the only one I had that was that was schooling. And I I was at the point where it's like, okay, you know, I knew that we were going to be losing the income because once the kids turn 18, the death benefits stop. So I was trying to, I, I told my husband, I said, I'm not going back to work for somebody else. I'm not working for their dream. I have a dream, dream of my own. But my dream was all over the place because I'm very passionate about natural living. I'm very passionate about helping people. I, I, you know, I wanted to become an herbalist. I wanted to do aromatherapy. Um, what else? Just anything natural. I'll be able to teach meditation. Do be able to be a Reiki master. You know, just all these things. And it was like, I there's no way that I could do all of this, you know, I had to, I had to focus on something. So Krista helped me to focus. And through, through listening to what I had to say, she had suggested that I start this magazine. So I started a natural living magazine because through the natural living magazine, I can incorporate all my passions through all, with all these other modalities and put them into one spot. So from 2015 to 2016, I had I started the Natural Living magazine and was doing that. And at the same time is when I started, uh, I got into podcasting and was doing that uh, through Wolf Spirit Radio. I had a weekly show for every Friday for two hours. And it was just, it was getting hard for me to find guests. And when, when I had a guest that would bail, I would have to do the show on my, on my own. And I wasn't always prepared to do that. So it just it just got too hard. So I stopped. I stopped doing that after a year. Let's see, that was, it was then 2016. Well, I started uh, learning about herbs and creating my first skincare product. That was in 2012, where where I created my my salve, my soothing salve. Okay. Okay. And, Go ahead. And just continue learning, you know, it's just been an ongoing process of learning whatever I can and just incorporating that into our lifestyle. So that's basically what I was doing. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just wondering if maybe you were in the healthcare industry or anything like that, the reason why you're so passionate about the natural living. But no, you know, it was just, you know, losing one husband to a health issue and then seeing another one with a health issue going downhill and being, being told these things and then finding out that it was something else, you know, there's other people out there who are 
on all kinds of medications. They're misdiagnosed. They're not diagnosed at all. They're on medications. And a lot of those medications stop our body from absorbing certain nutrients like vitamin D and B vitamins, which are very important to us. And we just, you know, it started out him sharing his story and we just, we just want people to know that there, there is another way of doing things. And, and it's a better way because it's, it's not as intrusive as some of the other things that are going out there. You know, and I'm going to do that disclaimer. I'm not a healthcare professional at all. You know, I cannot treat, I cannot diagnose, I cannot prescribe. I am simply sharing my experience, what I have gone through since 2012 and the lifestyle that we're leading. I'm 54 years old. I am on no medications whatsoever. I do, we do take supplements, but that's about it. Okay. Well, Joyce, we're going to um, wind down here. And I, I really appreciate everything you're saying because, like you said earlier, what's, what's, what is you know everything in the world that you can achieve if you don't have good health? Right. And, that's something that I'm finding as I grow older that is very important to me is taking care of myself inside and out. So I'm pretty sure the listeners, they're going to appreciate that as well. But what I like to do is of all my guests, I ask 10 questions and the questions are just to, they're fun, just off the cuff, just to know a little bit about you. So are you ready for the questions? I'm ready. Okay. Who or what motivates you? Helping people. Okay. What demotivates you? Um, stress. <laughs> okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Oh, wow. Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. I, I don't know. I, I can't answer that. I'm trying to trying to think, and nothing's happening. A time when some somebody said something to me and it turned that hurt me and turned out for for my good. Yeah, it could be said or something that was done to you. Um. I have a lot said a lot that was done to me, <laughs> but you know, I guess that's the thing too, is I just try to keep the past in the past and let's go forward. Okay. Um, All right. Well, we'll move on. What is your fear? My fear? Um, losing my children before it's before I go. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. There's, yeah, there's been times that actually one of them was when I was back in Chicago, I had taken a temp job. I had been in business for, for fi finance for five years. And um, there was something that had happened between me and my manager. And I decided it was time to go another route. And right next door was a temp agency. And I, I, Landed up being a temp at Dunham Bradstreet. And when I went there, it should, they, I, I was just there to answer the phones. Well, I don't like to be idle. If I'm going to a job, I want to work. I want to do something. I, I knew I was going to be answering the phones. I took a book to read and time was just going by so slow. 
And I kept going to the person that I was dealing with. And I said, is there something I could do now? Went back better. I said, are you sure there's not something I could do now? And then I, I basically begged, please give me something to do. And they did give me something else to do. Well, the thing was, is it done in Bread Street? What they were doing there is like what I was doing in finance because I was what they called the a credit investigator. I would pull up credit reports and go over them and then give them because I worked at a used car lot and then give them to the manager. But it turned out that I guess I somehow impressed them because they actually wanted to hire me full time. But because at that point in time, I was kind of confused with my life. And it was also in the suburbs of Chicago where there were not sidewalks. And I had to walk from the bus stop because I didn't have a car at that time. I mean, Chicago who needs a car. And, but, but that's one thing I do regret. I, I do regret not taking that job. Okay. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? I had not done something. Yeah. Back by when, back in Chicago, when we lived um, downstairs from my in-laws, the the bathroom needed to be redone. And um, that was another thing that helped me to be able to stay with my kids too, is because not only were they they getting the death benefits, but then there was back pay for all that time that my husband, that my first husband was disabled. So we had a year and a half of back pay. Well, my kids never had a bath. There was never, there was not a bathtub down there. So they took bath and sinks and, and I tried to make it fun for them to play in, play in the shower with, you know, uh, water and bubbles and whatnot. But I wanted them to have a bath. So I hired somebody, the, a man I was going to church with, to come in and re- redo the bathroom. And I just kept hearing in my head, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And so, yeah, I, I regret doing it. Okay. What is your definition of success? Being happy. Being happy, having a good quality of life. If I can do that and, you know, helping others, if I can do that, I'm successful. Okay. How do you recharge? I, I take time after, you know, a certain time. I tell myself that I'm done working and I just kick, kick back and just watch some TV. I like to do some meditation sometimes. I, during the day while I'm working, I listen to affirmations, you know, so that it helps. It, I, I like to be able to exercise and do some Qigong. Qigong is really a, a great form. It comes from China, very similar to Tai Chi, but it helps to massage the organs inside and raise a, your normal vibrational frequency. So that, that's something I like to do. Okay. What are you awesome at? Just being me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What legacy do you want to leave? Oh, wow. I'm not one for being in the spotlight, you know. So it's like, if if I want to leave the legacy, it's just that I cared. I did my best to help. You know, that's basically, yeah. Okay, that's a good legacy. Okay, so we're done with the 10 questions. What is one motivational takeaway that you want to leave the listeners with? Don't give up. 
just there's I I found that no matter how bad things have gotten, there is always something better around the corner. You know, I I used music a lot to to lift me up and to motivate me. Um, whatever motivates you, just you know, just don't give up. Okay. Okay, Joyce, tell the listeners where they can connect with you. Well, I, I mentioned my skincare products. So you can go to hborganicskincare.com to take a look at those. Our podcast is Natural Bliss Podcast. You can find us on YouTube. We're also on Anchor, which it has connected us to seven different platforms, that um, uh, apps like Spotify, for instance. We're also on Patreon, and on Patreon, we're offering a course in crystals that I'm going to be teaching, so it's going to go over how to cleanse them, choosing them, and then specific crystals, so like maybe diving more into crystals about stress, because there are other crystals that that help to deal with stress, so like stress, uh, and you know, how to meditate with them. The, the the chakras, how they coincide with the chakras. So yeah, you can go ahead and check that out. I'm also on Facebook, um, Natural Bliss Podcast on Facebook, and also Heavenly Bodies on Facebook too. So there you can connect with me. Okay. Well, this has been a great interview. I'm pretty sure we'll have some takeaways as far as natural living and things that we should be putting in and on our bodies, but I want to say thank you for taking this time out to um, be an interview on Trina Talk today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Trina. I appreciate I appreciate it. Well, thank you. If you're looking for a speaker for your live event or conference, go to my website and read my bio and contact me at bit.ly forward slash book Trina. I hope you have a great week. Until then, Remember, if you change your mindset, you'll change your life. Keep striving. Success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.